Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show. It's a great show. It is a terrific show. It's a tremendous show. Frankly, the best, and you can ask anyone. That's what they say about a night at the Moscow Ritz-Carlton anyway. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. And our guest this evening is libertarian extraordinaire, enemy to all status, all around charming guy, and familiar to the chat, especially. Uh, that shows you can you can rise from shit poster to get straight on the show. That guy T, <laughs> welcome Keep to the show. Keep your ambitions high. Yeah, <laughs> you can find links to uh, T's channel and his Twitter handle if you are unfamiliar. That's all in the description. It's going to be a jam-packed hour of discussion tonight, as usual. We're going to talk about all things Golden Shower related or Pissgate or Piotis or whatever hashtag you might know it by. Uh, we'll talk about what happened to Martin Shkreli first on Twitter and then with Milo at UC Davis. And that was on Friday night. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk about what I thought was a ghost sighting that I had. It turned out to be Sean King on the Young Turks channel. We'll get into that. And uh, yes, the meme continues. We have another celebrity wisdom video to break down so it'll be all this and more on your favorite hour of listening material thank you for liking the show on youtube thank you for reviewing the show on itunes thank you uh, for keeping us afloat helping us upgrade stuff on patreon thank you for emailing us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com remember there's more of the show on the audio platforms itunes soundcloud podbean stitcher all linked conveniently in the description for you uh at the top of the show here, that guy T, for people who suck at the internet, for people who don't watch our show live, give us uh, give us the rundown on that guy T. Can you explain your perspective and your channel? You want that guy T to give the rundown on that guy yes, T? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I want the guy T. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, nothing too fancy. I, as most of you know, probably from the chat comments, I make videos about roads and nothing but roads, <laughs> only roads. <laughs> but I focus on um, libertarian, um, like political philosophy, commentary, um, you know, the general gender, um, gender politics things, you know, feminism, anti-feminism, and just other broader topics surrounding what amount to my general opinions on different topics from usually a libertarian perspective. And, um, and just, other than that, you can just find me shit posting in a chat somewhere. <laughs> that, that's my life. Including right here. Well, we're happy to have you because we see you trolling around in the chat and it's like, hey, come on the show. And you finally are here. And I'm so How many times did we ask you on the show before you actually came on the show? You asked me one time informally and I thought you were joking. And the second time you're like, oh, we've asked you so many times. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. I will give him the benefit on that because... Uh, only once have I made the formal DM invite. The rest was like, you know, Twitter mentions or shouting from here to the chat. Hey, come, come <laughs> into the come into the showroom. So uh, we're happy to have you here. A couple items to catch up with at the top of the show. We This was a big week of art and memes and stuff. And yeah. we always are willing to share that. So let's let's get through some of these pieces of art. Regrettably, you won't be able to see these, T, but I will describe them to you. Uh, and I'll be as quick as possible. First up, um, we did give out our Christmas giveaways. This is uh, listener Desert Rat wearing a show t-shirt. That's very fancy and very rare. So congratulations to him and the rest of you who received prizes. But we did also receive uh, some artwork from Steven Suarez, kind of in the old show uh, show artwork. We've updated. I did update the show artwork this week, so I hope people like it. Uh, but this kind of has the old look to it. Me looking very submissive to you, blonde. <laughs> And you That's in true. true dominating posture over me. <laughs> Blonde, you also received this comic book art um, from Alex. Uh, Axe and Fright emailed this to you. 
That is a, a very robust blonde in front of the yeah. front of the Seattle skyline uh, in kind of a comic <laughs> style. That's very cool. You also got this biker image, a cat woman with some kind of drum magazine firearm on top of a motorcycle. I would call that freedom if I've ever seen freedom. <laughs> is she hot? Uh, well, it's a lot of black leather, man. Tight yeah. black leather. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, anyone looks good in that, I guess, except for maybe like Trigglypuff. <laughs> And then um, the last item, this week got weird in my Twitter feed. I was off Twitter all Tuesday, and then I come back Tuesday evening, and this has blown up on Twitter in my mentions. Hashtag what's under Matt's desk from <laughs> Facepalm Reality, where he photoshopped me in like tidy whities sitting on a stool at my desk. And uh, it invited people to speculate about what's under my desk that you see in all the videos, including obviously the KKK and their body count is under my desk. That, I mean, that should just be assumed. Mikey sent in um, this Brazzers ad. <laughs> it's me and uh, it's me at the desk with the underwear. And it says, remember, only betas and cucks use the free tube and streaming sites uh, apparently go to Brazzers. I didn't know. Apparently, I guess they're a show sponsor now. And then um, Steven Suarez sent in this one of me in Vikings briefs, which is much closer to reality. That might actually be true. That one might be real. And then the last item I have for you is uh, this BuzzFeed article in light of their news this week. 37 cat gifts that perfectly explain BuzzFeed's bankruptcy filing, <laughs> which is future news from 2018 that was referenced uh, when I was talking about BuzzFeed, which we will talk about momentarily here. But that was a blitz of artwork and memes and all that stuff. You can get us on Twitter. You can send us stuff whenever you like. Beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And that's all I got on that end. Ah. The other item to be quick with, if you saw last week's show, we had something called Fight Hate Speech, who's going to come on and prove how racist we are and show the world that, um, you know, we're terrible and nobody should watch this. I mean, nobody should watch this, but they do. <laughs> so I don't know what he was trying to prove. Anyway, he wouldn't, he wouldn't come on Skype. He wouldn't, there was no way to contact this person. He didn't show up. You can check out last week's episode if you want the details. As soon as the show's over, this guy uploads a video to YouTube explaining why he can't appear on video at the time we agreed <laughs> at, at the time. Yeah. We agreed and it was like moments debate. after the show too. So I cut out just a brief snippet of this. You can check out the video in the description if you want. I don't want to give this more playtime than it's worth, but this part is just so ridiculous that I couldn't help myself. Is it a troll? Is it real? I don't know. You decide. Hello, James Cohen here. And that James Cohen is notable. Because the email I got says Jonathan Cohen. James Cohen here. And Jonathan Cohen emailed Matt. Okay. I just wanted to take a moment to discuss why I will not be appearing on Matt Christensen's podcast tonight or his show. I don't know if he it's actually a podcast. And things that I never agreed to, such as uh, you know, doing it on Skype. I don't even have a Skype account. Uh, or, you know, even just doing it on video period, you know, not that I'm afraid to do that or, uh, you know, intimidated in any way. I just wasn't prepared to do that. I'm on vacation and I, uh, you know, I, I don't have my webcam with me. I don't, I don't even have my, my work laptop with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you be the judge. This is pose line action, man. Oh, that is yeah. weak. I mean, a few get dead giveaways on my end, um, just being kind of like um, fashion obsessor. Um, the fact that this is clearly a guy who never wears a tie, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. Wait, how can you tell? The, the, um, either he never wears a tie or he should just be, you know, given a helicopter ride for terrible color coordination. Who ah. wears, wears a black shirt with, with a blue and green tie? Come on. Is it blue and green? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's so poorly lit because it looks like a hospital waiting room. I mean, <laughs> I, where where is this guy? I'm on vacation at a generic office. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I, whatever. I don't want to... We went over this the, the whole last show. I really There's so much good stuff to talk about tonight. I don't really want to give this too much time. But just if you want the closure, the update on what the hell happened with fight hate speech and Jim Cohen, Jeremy Cohen, Jebediah yeah. Cohen, whatever your name is, fuck off, Jared. I, and I, we always give these people it. once. Like, we yeah. gave him his opportunity last week, and then we're like, all right. He's like, reschedule with me. No, dude. No. 
We're but if you watch the video, the, the clip I did include is the start. This is why I will not be appearing on their podcast. And then the end of the video is, I look forward to appearing on their podcast. <laughs> I'm waiting for an invite. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on. That's too nonsensical. Let's move into something way more sensible, way more pertinent. Golden showers. <laughs> Those transitions. Yeah. I'm getting good at them. A lot of practice. <laughs> So the quick rundown of the facts here, there's a lot at play in this strange story, but the quick and dirty version. Last week, CNN publishes this report. It's a dossier on, uh, uh, there's a report that there is a dossier, I should say, (laughs) circulating about Trump among the intelligence community and politicians claiming with these wild accusations and claiming that the Russians know this stuff and they're going to use it to their advantage. And apparently a, a lot of news outlets have had this document this dossier for months but nobody has published it why because it's entirely unverifiable it's all just a bunch of crap written on a page buzzfeed comes out uh, and publishes 35 pages of this stuff saying hey we got it you decide audience you have at it you you decide if this is real or not even though there's a bunch of factual discrepancies in the report and it's almost assuredly <laughs> you decide we report, you decide. Who says that? Fox or something? Okay. Well, the most explosive explosive piece of information in this dossier is um, this golden showers bit here. So this is, this is one of the paragraphs in the dossier. However, there were aspects to Trump's engagement with the Russian authorities, one of which had borne fruit for them and was to exploit Trump's personal obsessions and sexual perversion in order to obtain suitable, uh, quote, compromise, compromising material on him. According to Source D, Trump's conduct in, in Moscow, including hire, uh, including hiring the presidential suite of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, where he knew President and Mrs. Obama, whom he hated, had stayed one of their, on one of their official trips to Russia, and defiling the bed where they had slept by employing a number of prostitutes to perform, quote, golden showers urination show, in front of them and the hotel was known to monitor this stuff with microphones and cameras. So maybe there's footage somewhere. Okay. And, (laughs) and thus the meme is born and Twitter blows up (laughs) with all of this stuff, but that's half the story. Uh, And really the, the, I mean that, that's funny enough, but what was amazing was this press conference that Trump had. Um, which was, as, uh, they talked about a bunch of stuff. It wasn't just related to this, but when he starts taking questions at the end, he calls out CNN and he calls out Buzzfeed in legendary fashion. Let's check that out. I think it was uh, disgraceful, disgraceful that the intelligence agencies allowed any information that turned out to be so false and fake out. I think it's a disgrace, and I say that, and I say that, and that's something that Nazi Germany would have done and did do. I think it's a disgrace. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up, it's a disgrace. What took place, it's a disgrace, and I think they ought to apologize to start with Michael Cohen. Sir, since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Since you're, no, Mr. President-elect, Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking our news organization, can you give us a chance? You are attacking our news organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? Sir, question, you're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be Can you give us a question? Can you, I'm not going to give you a can question. You sta- can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, can you stay categorically that nobody, no, Mr. President-elect, that's not appropriate. The applause. I love the applause in the room. That's so funny. Yeah. Everybody goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I throw oh. a little bit of a wet blanket on it? I guess so. I don't, Fine, I don't, okay. I'm not saying he has to, he owes CNN a question or he must obey the CNN reporter guy. But CNN is not the main culprit in this case. BuzzFeed if, is deserving of the blame if you're going that route. And, and obviously he called them out as a pile of garbage. Okay, BuzzFeed is to blame, but BuzzFeed has far less baseline credibility than CNN. Uh, This is something that BuzzFeed would do. This isn't really something that CNN would do. And they knew that this was bullshit when they, like, gave enough details. 
I don't, they didn't report on the 35 page dossier, but I'm, I'm fairly certain. Don't quote me on this. I'm fairly certain they did link to the Buzzfeed article. No, they did not. They didn't. They did. Oh, no. They did not. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't, I don't think there were any, um, press reporters at that conference from Buzzfeed. So I, I think Trump just figured somebody had to pay and if Buzzfeed's yeah. not going to be there, then CNN is next on the list. So what did CNN do? They never talked about Buzzfeed. They were the ones that they talked about the document. And they, I don't have the the article in front the of me. But documents, they the documents, but not the, the dossier. No, they did reference the, the documents that BuzzFeed published. And then after the fact, BuzzFeed published them. Okay. So they, they referenced them, but it wasn't with reference to BuzzFeed. They didn't say, hey, check out that article that BuzzFeed published. They said, we know this is circulating. This they, and they, But they also said that Obama and Trump were both briefed on this. And that has now been shown to be false, right. at least Trump being briefed on it. I don't know about Obama, but Trump was not briefed on these things, which is part of BuzzFeed's excuse is that, well, we said it was unverified and it's circulating in high circles. So mm. we just threw it out there as a matter of public interest. And I can actually entertain their position if they weren't so damn inconsistent on it. Because BuzzFeed has no problem telling you what to think in every other context. Here's what you need to think about this. Here's what you need to think about that. Here's 50 cases of fake news that we've vetted for you. But then in this case, right. they say, oh, well, you know, you decide. Here's the information you decide. Well, which is it? Just be consistent. I want consistency more than anything. Here. Right. And then BuzzFeed trying to redefine the role of journalism. And you made a video about this, Skag, and what you said was really important. It is a journalist's job to do the research, sift through information, because the average American doesn't have time to do that. That's why journalism, to some degree, is kind of, I guess it's kind of necessary. I don't know. Maybe not with, with the advent of the Internet. But <clears throat> but that, that doesn't seem to be, you know, what people need to do. I don't know. Um, I just, I appreciate, I don't know. I'm not going to go full. I'm not going to defend CNN. I, I can't go that far. I, I mean, don't you think far. they knew what they were doing though? I mean, it was the only story people were talking about and they're like, like they're just referencing it. You know, like it doesn't matter that they didn't really name Buzzfeed. And are you sure that's true? They never really mentioned Buzzfeed by name. 99% sure. But check it, check it. Uh, I might be wrong. But I, I think I remember... it was a long time buildup too, right? I mean, gr granted, granted, maybe this particular event. I mean, CNN surely had some fault in it, but maybe maybe not to the extent they had fault in other um, particular cases involving, you know, trying to defame Trump. Um, but I, I think I think since this was the first press conference, and I, th I think all of that that's happened since is kind of just bottled up inside of inside of Trump's head. So he's, you know, I don't think he's only targeting them out or isolating them for this right, right. event. It's yeah. all the preceding fake news as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the juxtaposition is amazing too. If you, if you go from a president who I think most would say one of his faults is being too cautious on things like this. Um, and you have, I mean, I, I think maybe Trump is being a little bit aggressive with his accusations on CNN. However, it's a refreshing juxtaposition to what we had before. I mean, to stand up there, you are fake news. I mean, that's a plus soundbite. That's <laughs> they were the worst offenders, though, with polling and uh, all sorts of stuff in, in the election cycle, though. Yeah, I think that guy's T is right. This, this is like a this is an aggregate. This is not just a single instance. He's just right. fed up with CNN. And yeah, I think yeah, this is yeah. appropriate. I don't think he was too hard on them. Yeah. I wanted to stand up and cheer. It's not like CNN has been a plus And then they had this one. Their mess up in this case is 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 debatable. And honestly, I think a few people have even made videos defending BuzzFeed, which um, how? Well, like I said, to me, it's it's more of the consistency issue than the actual release of the document um, for me. It's just to me, this seems clearly politically motivated by BuzzFeed as opposed to consistent practice that they would do like right. they, they're not going to post birther stuff on BuzzFeed. Right, right. They're right. not going to post Pizzagate stuff on BuzzFeed which are equally substantiated. I read some journalist tweet and it said, um, didn't everybody see this or like get, get a pass at this story and decide not to because yeah, they've had it for months. These outlets yeah. have had it for months. So why now this doesn't really I, add up. I was wondering about the why now. And I, I guess because, um, so there was the briefing, the intelligence community, this is CNN story. The intelligence community briefs allegedly both Trump and Obama on this issue. 
They report on that briefing and make reference to it. That prompts BuzzFeed to release it. That's the timeline there. So it all originates from intelligence briefings to reportedly Donald Trump, even though that's disputed by NBC, and President Obama. So that's what that's what started the snowball rolling here was intelligence. So BuzzFeed felt validated because CNN addressed this. And so they thought that it was okay to publish the dossier. Is that what happened? That seems to be the timeline that we're expected to believe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. They were emboldened by CNN's rhetoric, just like all those hijab pullers, you know, (laughs) (laughs) They, they were emboldened. They've been sitting on it and waiting for all these months. But I do, I also find the timing interesting and, one thing that's if, if you believe this was politically motivated on the part of BuzzFeed like I do, the question then becomes why why wouldn't you do that? If you had this in November or October, right before the election, why wouldn't you have released it then? Because they knew it was going to blow up their credibility because the story is obviously ridiculous. Yeah, I guess. But now they're doing it anyway. I don't know. Trump's a germaphobe. This is not consistent with... <laughs> and it's so weird, okay? I could... This is the other thing about it too. I could understand... If you're into weird stuff like that, if you're into golden shower stuff, okay, people are into what they're into. But the reasons here are so bizarre. I'm not, it's not that he's necessarily into golden showers per se. It's because President Obama and um, what's how am I blanking on her name? The first lady, Michelle Obama. President Obama and Michelle Obama slept in this bed, and he hates them so much that he wanted it peed on. That's the reason. <laughs> Not just like I'm in Moscow and maybe it's Russian Vegas and we're going to have a freaky time. No, they slept in that bed. Pee on that bed for me, which doesn't even make sense. Wouldn't you want to pee on before they sleep in it? Why after? (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. Spite peeing. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) But I do like the the emboldened narrative. It's pretty funny and kind of accurate. Maybe, you know, makes you think, you know, CNN might be to fake journalism what mosques are to radical jihad you know, just, <laughs> is, is cnn says it's okay then then it's full force everybody goes for it right yeah they are the standard but have um, you guys heard anything about 4chan the 4chan angle on oh, the story yeah, yeah. or anything recently i guess it kind of tapered off a little bit but i was hearing a lot about it earlier in the week i don't know much other than there are people who claim to well do you have the full fact pattern on this i don't but if you have a keen me or that guy T? Either of you. I feel like I'm fifty percent clear. I, as as shitty as I am, I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a um poster. So, I'll I'll divert this one. To I mean, I've just heard them take credit for it, but I haven't seen any real substantial evidence. Like I saw some uh, stuff from 4chan circulating some screenshots, but those were all from November. And then I've heard that this uh, rumor predates the 4chan posts. So, well, so I don't know. They, I just, they say they gave it to Rick Wilson too right, and he right. gave it to the cia or something yeah which he denies yeah. there's all kinds of it's possible and John McCain's and, also involved right. somehow yeah. <laughs> i want this to be true i want that to be true so badly well, i haven't seen I want it there's to be a smoking so gun missing here as far as i understand but i haven't dug into this too much but if that becomes substantiated that 4chan trolls started this story that I don't know. I, th- I think I, I was going to say bring down BuzzFeed, but I, I said it before. I think Dave Rubin had the tweet of the week, which was, um, wait a minute, I'm confused. There are people who didn't think BuzzFeed was a pile of garbage. I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. Everyone knew this already. So the fact that they the fact that Ben Smith, the editor in chief's going on Chuck Todd's show and talking about Buzz defending BuzzFeed's integrity is like, we're talking about cat gifts. You know, if we had yeah. Alan Iverson, we're not talking about we're talking about cat gifts, okay? Not journalism, not journalism. We're talking about cat gifts. It's kind of funny. Um, I, I think fortunate it's possible they could be behind it. Somebody asked um, on, my, on my Facebook timeline today, they were just asking like, is anonymous still a thing? I, I think fortune might be the new anonymous. Right? Yeah. I, I think they found new tactics to go after the establishment and <laughs> no longer do you have to hack bank accounts and you know, <laughs> take down servers for cities. You know, you can just throw out a story about, you know, piss and pepes. (laughs) (laughs) And you can take down the country. um, Somebody, it was Miss Malevolent on Twitter, a listener, Miss Malevolent, who said, we need to call this from Pepe to PP or something like that. (laughs) Like, or Pepe Pepe causes the PP scandal or something. I I forget how she phrased it, but uh, it was pretty good. 
<laughs> That's all I got on this issue, unless you guys have more on that one. What a crazy week. On This was the wildest story. Just yeah. I just couldn't believe it was happening. Well, and if nothing else good comes out of it, at least I have this. You are fake news. you guys? Oh. You, you clomped me, team. You are fake news. No, no, no. Uh, there we go. I was going to reference it, too. You are fake news. You are fake news, T. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we, we talked about this a little bit last week, Juan and I did, about, because it just happened on Sunday before we went live last Sunday, Martin Shkreli banned from Twitter. Now, some more details about what caused that to happen. Martin Shkreli, of course, being the, the pharma bro, the dude who every, all the, a lot of people hate, let's be honest, a lot of people hate just because uh, he raised the price of this drug that he, he bought a company, raised the price of a drug that treats people with compromised immune systems. It's kind of hard to tell fact from fiction in the story, but that's why people hate him. He was banned from Twitter and it was because of an exchange with reporter Lauren. Is it Lauren Duca? Yeah. Let's pull up the story here. So Shkreli is banned from Twitter after a... a spat with reporter Lauren Duca, who you might remember from um, tonight with uh, or Tucker Carlson tonight fame. That was a great segment, which we referenced last week. So he, she, he has a back and forth with her in which he invites her to be his plus one at the inauguration and some other things. And she, and she says like, I would rather eat my own organs or something in response. And so oh, yeah. he creates this tweet here or he, he modifies his account. He creates a picture of him and Lauren on the couch kind of uh, snuggling up and then he, ch he changes his Twitter header to a whole bunch of Lauren pictures with a, uh, some type of title here. I can't read presumably confessing his love for Lauren in whatever. Way I think that, that picture was of her and her husband and he photoshopped his own face. Right. Yeah. I mean, it totally looks like that and it's expertly done. <laughs> and so he's banned. So she reaches out to Jack. Hey Jack, how is this allowed? And he does the work that he does, which is delegitimizing his platform and you know, speeding up the rate at which we all bail for other for other areas in which we can be confident about commitment to free speech, things like that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so, she, so he bans Shkreli, which is kind of to be expected. But the, the best part of this story is the very end. The very end here, Duca and Twitter did not immediately respond to requests for comment. The Huffington Post attempted to reach Shkreli via an email address he had previously listed on his Twitter page. We received a response that read, lol, suck a dick. <laughs> well played. Well played, Shkreli. Like I said, uh, I said on Twitter this week, I had, some, I had some points of skepticism about you. You won me over. You won me over. I... I Get this man in the cabinet. That's what I say. I know. I know. Get this <laughs> and what I love about this is the only reason the Huffington Post puts, puts that in the article is because they think it makes him look bad. If they didn't think so, they would have just said, we reached out to Shkreli and he declined our invitation for comment. Right. 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 They think it makes him look bad. And instead, I'm like, that's hilarious. You told the Huffington Post to suck a dick and they put it in an article. This is the great thing. This is so great. Thank you for your service to this country. Yeah. <laughs> that just shows how little self-awareness they have. Like anybody that reads that, maybe even a leftist, wouldn't think it was hilarious. I burst into laughter when I read that. <laughs> Deep belly laughs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the Huffington Post would have interpreted people would, you know, um, consume that. Like, I don't know if they would think like, oh, this, this is so inappropriate you know that's not a proper response to a legitimate news organization or you can say <laughs> oh yeah fuck me and shout out to buzz oh, uh, not buzzfeed but huffington post uh a plus a plus work by martin shkreli appreciate your service to this country even if um even if you've killed off the entire aids population which is not, not true <laughs> even that story there's a lot more complexity to it than than people want to admit and from what I have heard from him on, I've heard him on The Breakfast Club, I've heard him on Milo's podcast, um, and he is not nearly the level of evil that you would think. And honestly, I've been saying it all along, you, there's a case to be made probably against what happened, but you have to understand it's a product of the system. And so if you dispute what happened, let's dispute the system, the structure that puts these things into place. Let's not demonize people. He's just operating under the structure that we've created.
And it's funny, everyone who's who criticizes Screlly for doing that, you know, they'll, they'll be the second one to praise the necessity for the FDA, which 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 put him in this position to where he, he had like there is no choice but to um, exploit the most out of your um, consumer base. So, yeah. yeah. But that's so, just my inner libertarian coming out. You know what? AIDS patients be damned. The guy's funny. I don't care. You heard it here. <laughs> So, but it gets interesting. <laughs> it gets interesting. Um, he, so he's scheduled to join Milo's tour on UC, at UC Davis in California uh, on Friday. And this Milo, this is the, the start of the third leg of the tour. He's been off for a while. And you, people who follow the tour are kind of aware of what happens. There's usually some level of resistance, but with Milo in all, you know, ultra liberal near Sacramento, California, Northern California, in combination with Martin Shkreli. Oh boy. That was uh, it was called hashtag Shkrelopolis. It was the show that was never to be because this thing got shut down by people of um, a certain brand of violent tactics. And the footage is, uh, well, it's, it's a show. Let's check that out. So that's them pushing on the barricades that the security is setting up. Stealing hats and telling people to get the fuck out of here while holding up no fascist USA signs. It, grossly ironic, but unapologetically ironic. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the no fascist chance that these people have while engaging in fascistic anti-speech behavior will always amuse me. I hate that chance so much. Oh, we'll talk about that in a moment. They need, <laughs> they need new chance. We need to get them a I know, writer. I know. For real. God, that, no Trump, no, the worst was, uh, in Wisconsin, no Milo, no KKK, <laughs> no fascist USA. Couldn't be bothered to pronounce his name correctly. I know. But it gets heated here. There's a, a Breitbart reporter, a member of Milo's team, uh, in the trenches here. This gets nuts. This motherfucker is a Breitbart fascist. Yeah, fuck that guy. Who are you here with? Who are you here for? I'm here with Milo. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Milo's a pillar. pushing me. Stop pushing me. Stop pushing me, bro. Get that camera. Someone grab that expensive camera. Right, get in his face and shove him around. He's in the public space. Fuck off. Oh, but he can't do it to you. you fuck off. It's for him to do it to you. Uh, you were fine when you were shoving him around. Fuck off. He told people to destroy my camera. I did not say no, shit. No, he did. Well, you can still fuck off. Why don't you stick that camera up your goddamn ass? Your breast smells. Oh, good. <laughs> he spits in the camera. And this, this is what I love because Shkreli is going to, Shkreli goes outside and talks to reporters and he stands his ground and he stays true to his troll form. Amid all this heat, Shkreli stays in troll character. Check this out. Viewpoints that may or may not be. And you're about being a fucking cocksucker who raises drug prices for cancer patients, you fucking piece of shit. Uh, I was planning on talking about uh, feminism tonight. Uh, Milo is anti-feminism, I'm pro-feminism. I don't think these people know that. <laughs> they, uh, and I was going to tear Milo to shreds about, you know, his. he doesn't understand feminism. I'm... Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a feminist scholar, but I've read Stein, Wolf, Wollstonecraft, uh, etc. And, you know, he's unprepared to confront reality that women are underrepresented in government and women are underrepresented in pay gaps and things like that. So, oh, I forgot. There's more here. Um, the photographer or uh, one of the, the local ABC station reported that someone threw hot coffee on their team. Someone came by and threw hot, hot coffee on, on the cameraman and the camera. And then another important thing here that she says, important to note that a lot of the protesters were not UC Davis students. Uh, a lot of the protesters were peacefully protesting, but the degree to which there might've been a imported presence, I think uh, should be emphasized here, but Shkreli, I, I, I love this guy. I, I, I know, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. He said women are underrepresented in the wage gap. Yes, it's classic. <laughs> 
So I will be going to Milo on January 20th at UW. Um, I'll be bringing oh. my camera and some mace. So let's see how it goes. Well, yeah, bring a gun, actually. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's, uh, I didn't know that. That's news to me. Breaking news live on air. That'll be good, though. I have happy dreams about just spraying with mace like a group of these people. Just You probably will have that opportunity, <laughs> to be honest. That would be amazing. It, everything I've ever wanted. It's just funny because these guys are like, you know, they're the least intimidating, you know, intimidators ever. Like, <laughs> like, like you just listen to them, you know, just shout, fuck off, fuck off. He gets out yeah. the megaphone in the guy's face. Like, yeah. come on, dude. They spit in your face. <laughs> they were doing this at the RNC, just covering up your camera and being like, fuck you, fuck yeah. you, shove yep. it up your ass. It's like, I'll... talk about my what I'm saying. Talk about my ideas. Have right. Those, those that weird band of, um, as far as I could tell, homeless SJWs, or at least they played the part. The androgynous ones. Yeah. I mean, they, they started talking shit with us. And yeah, then yeah. and then I respond and they start putting the the uh, their hand in the camera lens. Yeah, you yeah, started yeah. talking to us. We're in a yeah. public square. What are you talking about? Gag said, um, I'm a white supremacist, like asking it like a question, and then this like dikey chick is like, This guy's a white supremacist. He just said he's a white supremacist. <laughs> oh god. She was the same one who said, I'm white and fuck white people. Yeah, yeah, she did. I'm yeah. white, <laughs> fuck white people. But uh, to your point, I, I do want to I do want to get into your point about for the love of God, somebody <laughs> like I said, there's a price for everything. Protesters, you you can hire me, you can hire Blonde, you can hire us, maybe even that guy T. We'll write better chance for you <laughs> if you want. I was his Soros money going to. <laughs> Just the uh, this no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. It's just. <laughs> It's not funny, it's not clever, and it's uh, the premise of it is so absurd, right? No KKK. Yeah, that's pretty much already the case. Yeah. Where are they? I, I know. I know. KKK? KKK? I don't see them. Who's the KKK here? Yeah. Where's that? No fascist USA. I mean, that could maybe achievable if you fucks would go home. <laughs> and ironically, if they get what they want, that's a much closer fascist USA or much closer to a fascist USA. These are people shutting down speakers with whom they disagree through force complaining about the dangers of fascism and they don't see the irony in that yeah and they wonder yeah. why they're losing i mean there is no bigger issue that pushed me there was probably a time in my life where i agreed with some of the things they were saying and they've shoved me so far away from that because of garbage like this yeah same for me you know, there, there was a time where i actually consider you know Maybe, maybe, you know, somewhat lending a little bit of support for, you know, like Occupy Wall Street and stuff. But <laughs> then, then you see old old man John come up, you know, come, you can tell that guy's the, the uh, um, is a um, Occupy veteran. He's just like, this, who is this? This guy's a Breitbart fascist. <laughs> and it's that witch hunting, too. Like, there he is. He's a witch. He's a witch. A witch. A witch. Oh, a little <laughs> yeah. witch here. And they all start going crazy. And it's we saw that same thing in Cleveland. It's this piranha-like attitude. Like, a witch. Yeah. Oh, it's a witch. Ah, and all the yeah. Smeagols yeah, come out. Yeah. Oh, my precious. <laughs> and they, they, they pounce on you because they have these cue words. And they were They've, just kind of circling, just waiting for it too. Yeah, like sharks. They were They're just, just waiting. It's, it's bizarre behavior where somehow they've been conditioned to look for this other, to look for this perceived evil. And the second it's been prompted in their head that that presence is among them, it's they they get this bizarre, aggressive style of behavior, and they never say, "Oh, is that is that true? Do you?" Do you believe those things? We had people in Cleveland come up to us after watching those SJWs rip into us. We had a couple of people come up and go, well, that seems weird. Is that actually true? And well, thank you for asking. In fact, it yeah, isn't. Yeah. Let's explain and discuss. Yeah. And Wasn't if you watch some of our videos closely, there's this one woman who's listening to these stupid hippies and she's like, yeah, I can't believe these are people are fascist. And then afterwards we talk to her and she's like, oh, and she, you could tell she has totally changed her mind just based upon talking to us from, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. It's this mentality. It's this group think. People are really uh, responsive to it. Yeah, and if I if I if I, I, I might um, you know shoot this over to Milo and give him a suggestion for one of his costumes at one of these things. It's got to be a good one though that 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 he knows going to get rioted at. 
Um, j just because these these guys hate, you know, they, they hate they hate you know racial disparities too. But uh, above all, they hate class disparity. You know, they're they're pr they're pretty much communists. You know, th that's why that's why I think I'm pretty sure the guy you know said, "Grab that camera! Grab that expensive camera! <laughs> that bourgeoisie camera!" <laughs> We're over here on Android phones, and this guy has a ten thousand dollar camera while kids are starving in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it'll just be hilarious to just go to one of those protests in like a you know a tuxedo and a monocle. <laughs> oh yeah, the full and a bag of money too, just an entire garbage <laughs> bag of Benjamin. Just have a just have a Scrooge McDuck T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Well, he's so good at just uh, just playing up to those, like, and that's the, totally the way I feel too, which is like. Okay, you're gonna call me a racist. Okay, I'm a racist, I guess. You can call me a Nazi. All right, here we are. This is our Nazi meeting. You caught us. Hi, Daryl. You caught us. <laughs> uh, it, 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 once you assign these labels, and if we had that debate last week, that's what I'd like to say is, okay, let's. You think we're racist? That's fine. Let's hash that out. But my second, my follow up question would be, so what? Even if you win, even if you win right, right. and you can demonstrate that, so what? Oh, I'm guilty of having the wrong ideas. You got right. me. Yeah. Even you, you if somebody me. concedes that they're racist, I fail to see why it's any of these people's personal responsibilities to like go into their lives and change their mindset. I don't care if somebody is independently racist. I don't care. I just don't care. Do your own thing in your own life as long as you're not hurting anybody. I don't. I'm, well, I fail to see why it matters. That's the difference is, I mean, people like us will say, um, hey, I think you and I have an area of disagreement and I would like to discuss it if you consent to that discussion. And their attitude is, hey, you and I have a uh, disagreement on the ideas. And if you don't agree, if you don't conform, I will make it my life's mission to ruin your life. That's <laughs> yeah, the way I mean, that's what, that's what One People's Project does. That's the entire purpose of the company. It's to dig into the personal lives of people that are perceived as white nationalists or white supremacists or KKK members and to unearth you know, their dirty secrets in their past. That's what Daryl Lamont Jenkins spends his entire life doing and eating. It's, <laughs> yeah. And and um, I forget who it was with Sam Harris. I was talking about this on another podcast uh, earlier in the week. You can listen to it on our audio platforms. Someone was on with Sam Harris and explained this perfectly. Uh, it, it's just a supply problem. I mean, these people in this protest at UC Davis, people hunting down people at the RNC, the people who will be witch hunting, presumably at inauguration, they've got a supply problem. Their worldview rests on, they're being racist and bigots everywhere. And the reality right. is the supply of them is actually quite low. And so you got to make them up wherever you can. You got to. Or gotta... find the five existing KKK members that exist and then pay them a bunch of money to do the scenes that you want them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or convince or convince a black guy to go spray, you know, you know um, go back to Africa on your neighbor's garage. <laughs> right. I went. So after the kidnapping last week. Um, I went to Mike.com to see if they were covering it, the Chicago kidnapping. And to their credit, they eventually did. I'm not going to say they didn't because they did. But at the, you said the, the Chicago day, Tribune, the, the Chicago kidnapping, I went to Mike.com. Oh, my another, okay. another one of these, you know, disgustingly biased leftist rags, probably worse than the Huffington Post, to be honest. But I wanted to see if they would cover it. They eventually did. But at the time I went and looked, which was on the day of, they hadn't covered it yet. But you know what they do? They did have front and center. This guy said someone spray painted on his car. Die and word die. So that was more important at the time than the kidnap. We're still waiting to see. For, I'm still waiting for the security footage of that guy doing it to his own car, which is yeah, what I really? fully expect at this point. But maybe not. Maybe this is the one case that's actually legit. Yeah. We'll see about that. And one thing these guys just refuse to accept um, is the fact that people, you know, like people respect civilized bigotry more than militant social justice. Yeah. Like I would have more respect for for a Nazi, you know, to come up and say, you know, you know, yeah, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate your people. I think you're subhuman, and I, I, you know, I would, I would have appreciated a you know, full genocide of you and um, the Jewish people as well. But I disagree, disagree. Rather than somebody who says, I'm not racist. I promise I'm not racist. You're racist for X reason or whatever. And just, you know, just being a, like the, I don't even know. It's the like, Nazis transparent. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's I, I want to say like, like the SJWs are trying to be like, like nice in like the most dickish way possible, but I can't even say that. Like, I don't know what they're trying to be. Like, they're just so desperate to 
be progressive and to help save the world that they don't even know. I don't think they have any, you know, self-awareness of what they're doing. Like, right. like Matt said, you know, I think they're just, they're just on witch hunts now. They're just. Well, they aren't making any meaningful social contributions. And so I think that they feel more compelled than other demographics to virtue signal because mm-hmm. they haven't really done anything with their lives. Um, they're all majoring in worthless shit. You know, they've just wasted all this time doing gender studies stuff and learning about social justice. They, they don't have anything to offer America or the world. And so they have to have all these causes. But it's everyone else's fault that I have no appeal in this economy, <laughs> <laughs> that I have no useful skills or marketability. It's everyone else's fault that I can't <laughs> wear a clean shirt and shave once in a while and take a shower. And What happened to me, man? I used to be, I used to be friendly with the hippies and now I can't stand them. <laughs> Used to go get to off school my with, lawn. I know. Yeah, definitely get off my lawn. Get out of my helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the helicopter meme and the helicopter references. I, I really wish we could have. I mean, I know the president has a helicopter, right? But we certainly don't have one for the purpose of um, comedic deportations, which would be uh, an amazing purpose. I've, uh, I've been talking about the catapult for the wall for a long time. Every year we build the wall, we have a catapult, and every year we get to vote on a person or a small group of people to catapult <laughs> over the wall. The helicopter would also be an acceptable delivery method. It doesn't it have also, the it would also value. Be a, um, it would also be a fun, you know, just, just a fun, you know, um, grand entrance method. You know, just, you know, you have the three, um, what do they call helicopters? The helicopters, POTUS one? Yeah, something like that. Okay, so you just have the three POTUS one, two, and three just come out, and then you know it's just a guessing game. Whenever Trump comes, you know you're going to figure out which one he's in and which one the commies are going to fall from. <laughs> well, I hope Trump's listening. Put Martin Shkreli in the cabinet and uh, follow our methods for getting uh, for weeding out the commies. Bring you know what the, the problem too is this stuff is so militant and crazy. It it brings back it's so McCarthyist in its nature that it's like we need. We need original McCarthyism to weed this stuff out. It's the only counterforce <laughs> that's going to correct it. Because I don't know how to, you can't go talk to these people and be like, whoa, dude, chill out. Do you have any idea how off-putting this is and how counterproductive it is? I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced. I think these people are unavailable to reasonable discussion. Yeah. Period. Do you ever think that, like at some point that we're just not going to be able to coexist with these people? I mean- Ooh. That's blonde Fuhrer talk right there. <laughs> God damn it. I say that I hate that nickname one time and then a million people are calling me blonde Fuhrer. God damn it. What I'm saying is that we are, you know, the disparity between what we believe is, I mean, the fissure is just huge. I just, sometimes I'm talking to somebody that, that I just know I, I'm never going to be able to see eye to eye on. And then uh, college, it's but taking. The difference through- is you can be friends with them. I think you can. Ugh, Maybe but I not. I don't want to. Well, is the thing. I'm saying I if they were friendly with to. you, I think you would accept them, and I don't think they will accept people who don't conform. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I think believe that we're gonna. I have believe to there's a shred of empathy in you, and I will get it out. You want to decuck me, and you're succeeding, but I'm gonna salvage the drops of empathy that still exist within you. That is my purpose. You're on a fool's errand. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't, let, don't let them win, blonde. Remember, they're <laughs> the ones preventing peace, not us. <laughs> Yay. But okay. also, I don't want to live next to these people either. Like, I got to deal with, in Seattle, I have to deal with all their stupid social justice warrior bullshit. Somebody in the chat just told me that there's a women's march on Inauguration Day. Yeah, and they made vagina hats, too. They, like, knitted vagina oh! hats. <laughs> yeah. There's a um, Mochipacala march, too. There, um, I don't know if it's on or before Inauguration Day, but um, Al Sharpton's having a march. I heard um, an oh, ad for it on Seattle? the radio. Um, no, this is, I think this is actually going to be in Washington. Gosh, what is wrong with people? Oh. <sighs> Okay, well, I have I have a couple more items that will make you happier. I think no, they won't. They'll actually <laughs> enrage you much further. But uh, we've been talking about Sean King joining the Young Turks, which there are many theories circulating about this. My theory is officially that the Young Turks realize that hate views are their only strategy towards sustaining what they have. That like the majority of their channel's success is built on hate views right now, <laughs> and so they need to go after the most hateful, fi- or the most hated. And kind of hateful too, but hated figures to pursue that business strategy. That's why Sean King is being brought in. There are other theories at play, but that's my theory. That's because a pretty good theory. Because why else? I'm gonna I mean, watch it, and I hate them. And I think that's exactly what they want. Do you guys ever go into their live chats? It's yeah, like ninety-nine percent cancer. Yeah. 
It's just Think everybody talking about how they hate Chank and he's such a greasy fat ass and it's just everybody's talking <laughs> shit, you know? Like, and they have 100 viewers, 100 live viewers on a 3 million plus subscribed channel. That's insane. And then their upvotes and downvotes are, have been comparable on like all the videos that I've looked at lately. I'm like, I would flip shit if I looked at one of my videos and I had the same number of upvotes and downvotes. I'd be like, whoa. Well, I and if it was sustained that. too. I mean, yeah, you might make yeah. a controversial video once in a while or you might make I, a mistake once in a while. Yeah, I think at least 30%, at least 30% of the Young Turks um, subscriber base is just dead subs. Like, I, I think I think yeah, they just probably. amassed people over the, over the years and they've just yeah, like... Yeah, that's probably... Doesn't YouTube clean thing. those out, though? They, they clean them out, you know, generally, but, you know, when, when you're high enough, you know, you can, you can kind of, you can kind of skirt, skirt the lines a little bit. You, I mean, you still, you still lose people, but, but it's, it's less than you would expect for like a smaller channel to lose. It's, it's less noticeable rather. Well, let's check out Sean and his debut on the Young Turks channel. Here it is. Hey everybody, I'm Sean mm. King. I'm uh, really excited to be uh, a new member of the Young Turks team. Now see, this is actually doctored footage and I have been informed by a Russian hacker. I actually got a copy of the original footage because this has been doctored to make Sean look a lot blacker, a lot darker. Wait, this is he... post being doctored? This is this like is the how result? They, this is how they posted it on the Young Turks. I, I got the original copy of the footage, how it came off the camera. Check this out. Now see that's that's how it looks. And I'm um, so thankful and right, grateful right off the camera uh, for all the well wishes and and warm thoughts that you've sent my way. But we're in a deeply problematic period, not just in American history but in human history, and it really requires us uh, to stand up against the establishment, against the power structure, and not just against Donald Trump and his administration, uh, but against uh, um, anybody who is trying to manipulate the system and run over everyday people. And not only that, but one of the things that really endeared me to the Young Turks uh, almost two years ago in particular was that sometimes we have to talk about Democrats and even progressives and hold everybody's feet to the fire and hold them accountable. That's a huge part of what we do here. And so uh, even though we're a progressive platform and see the world in a very progressive way, uh, that doesn't mean we don't hold uh, our own leaders accountable. Ugh. <laughs> What the thing I love about this is, listen to what he's saying. You know what attracted me to the Young Turks? They hold people accountable. Oh yeah, when I think the Young Turks, I think accountability. And when I think Sean King, I think commitment <laughs> to truth and accountability. I know. Unreal. The lack of self-awareness is dizzying, truly dizzying. But then again, he doesn't even have enough self-awareness to state his own race properly, so. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it on Wednesday. Um, Tree of Logic made a great expose on Sean King, like all of Sean King's lies. If you want a half-hour comprehensive look at all of Sean King's lies, that it's is so amazing. good and so well researched. And uh, in the description, there's every single link and support for everything that she says. It is a great video. We should drop that in the, in I'll, the yeah. I'll put it. I'll put it in the description when we're done. The the one that pissed me off, without spoiling too much of that video. Because I knew maybe half of it and half of it I didn't know. So he, he claims to have been a victim of a hate crime, like a, a beating by like 10 people when he was in high school, which is crap. Spoiler alert, it's crap. But he has this picture on his Twitter page of him bloodied and in a neck brace in what looks like a hospital or an ambulance or something. That's from a car accident. I know, I know. It's That's not really from misleading. a beating. And he just puts it right. up there to give the impression that it's from a beating. It's, he hit black ice. Someone said... Yeah. Someone, what did someone say to me? Like it was like some kind of black on black crime joke about yeah, that's King the hitting, even, even in <laughs> hitting his car accident, he can't he can't find a real hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It was uh, it wasn't white ice that targeted him. That's true. <laughs> Tree of Logic. She's also black, and she said that uh, she knows that he's white because no black man would ever call his mama a hoe. Is that true? Well, yeah. She... <laughs> She's like, that's how I, that's how I know he's white. I'm positive because she, cause he's like, yeah, my mom must have just banged some black dude. That, that must be how this happened. He really doubled down with that one. <laughs> yeah. But... He's clearly white. He has pink nipples. Have you seen that picture of him with his shirt off? Oh yeah. That, that, that hot Sean King dad bod. Yeah. 
should have. He must be that. the only black guy on the planet with pink nipples. Yeah. I, I'm still not blocked by Sean King. That was an achievement for you this week. And uh, I did. I got blocked by Sean King after tweeting at him, cracker ass cracker, with the link <laughs> to Tree of Logic's video. It took you this by long? <laughs> are, you really. are you blocked by him? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> what did you, do you remember what you said that got you blocked? Um, I, I think, I think I just asked him a question about something like minuscule. I just think it was just like, um, I think the other thing is about the Trayvon Martin case, something like that. And I just, just asked, you know, um, oh. are you sure about this? Something like that. And block me. It was just something innocuous, man. I do not tolerate respectfully. Yeah, it, it was, it, it was, it wasn't even like, I didn't even like present the angle, like of what, what my position was. It was just generally like a, like an open-ended, like basic bitch question. Oh man. <laughs> like, nope. Oh man. Well, I'm looking forward to uh to the videos and I really look forward to him appearing on the panel, you know, like interactions with Sean King and Jank and Anna and the rest. That's that's what I'm really yeah. looking forward to. It, it'll be funny because I'm pretty sure when, once he goes on, everyone on the show's comments gonna be like, like, what happened to your lighting? Like why is everyone darker? What's what's going on? That's the We're thing too, is this is the first time I've seen him on video. I've only seen the, the the pictures that he presents that are strategically chosen to make him look as dark as possible. He's very clearly white when you watch this video. And I swear, if you listen to it, it seems like he tries to make his voice deeper and kind of more black. I thought I was the black. only one that noticed that. Yeah. I was, yeah. It, it kind of goes out at a couple points in there. Like he loses... He loses that control and trying to imitate like a, I don't, it's, it's, it sounds like he's trying to sound more black. I don't know if that's fair or not, but that's the way I, I swear I hear it. He doesn't speak in any bonics though. That's true. I wonder if he probably used to. No, he didn't. He's white. <laughs> he came from like a reasonably, like a, a reasonably No, no, but he started doing this shit like in late middle school. He got that yeah, black yeah. girlfriend and then he got right. all hood, cut his hair. And then right. decided he was a different race. Right. For everybody that hasn't watched it, there are hilarious pictures of him as a little kid where he has curly blonde hair. Oh, yes. It's like a strawberry mop top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That well, that's the like thing is he, German or he, he cuts his hair so tight now you can't tell is it curly or is it not because it's always so closely cropped. You, just, you can't tell. And I mean, I'm he's done a pretty not. good job outside of his skin color. I mean, <laughs> he I did guess, what he could, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Another thing that that kind of kind of put me on on this on a snake radar with him is um, I don't know how recent it was, but I, I've recently seen it where he <clears throat> posted a video where he's um, saying, you know, where I'm here live action in one of the you know worst cities in Atlanta, you know, and you know just right here in the slums in the hood, you know, talking to people. It's funny because I know exactly where he is. He's like right on the outskirts of like a pretty 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 high class upscale um suburban community and he's just like right there where they kind of where they kind of tore down some of the projects mm. and it's, it's like it, it's funny because I, I know where he's at and he's not really in the hood he's like right there like at the like at the doorstep <laughs> so i, I don't know <laughs> strategically chosen so yeah. brazen all of them seem so provable Oh yeah, I mean the the police report too. I don't know. I guess it would be the police officer who checks white as his race on the police report. Probably not him. I guess it's not self provided, but it doesn't seem to be a matter that was disputed either. At the time of this hate crime, which he calls it, which by the way was not a hate crime. It was him talking shit to somebody else about a chick and getting his ass kicked. At least this, according to Tree of Logic's video, that seems to be well documented, qualified appropriately. <laughs> but his Has he account. Released his birth certificate. I don't know, but we need to get that going. I don't think that I don't think the birth certificate was part of it, or is it? I thought it was in Tree of Logic's video. It might be. It might be because yeah, the dad she, is. I think known. she has a snippet of it. Yeah. Or the dad is James King, or whatever. And his point is that, yeah, maybe his point is that the dad on his birth certificate is not his real dad. I guess I forget how it goes. No, that's that's what he said. He's like, no, yeah. my mom. There they had troubles in their marriage, and my mom slept with a light skinned black man. He wrote a little, right, a little piece okay. about it. A he literally he said a light skinned black, light -skin yeah. black man. And then he's like, I don't want to talk about my mom in this difficult time of her life. She had a moment of weakness with this light skinned black man. Right. So, I mean, so even if you grant his premises, like let's say so if it's light skinned black man, presumably that means mixed race, right? He's probably 
a half or a quarter black to begin with. So at that point, you're talking about somebody who's like a 16th or an eighth black. And I hate all this crap anyway, because I don't care. I, I really, honestly, Sean King, I don't care if you want to be a black guy. If you want to be transracial, I really don't care. What I do care about is politicizing it and trying to use it for leverage to make debate points and trying to use it for leverage for victimization. You well, why be... else? Why else would you do it, though? I mean, he's doing this, and he's trying to act like he understands the plight of the average Black American. I cannot yeah. imagine how insulting that would be if you were actually Black. Well, and take the other thing I didn't—I actually didn't know this—the Oprah scholarship for oh, underprivileged. Oh, and then that, yeah. Yeah, so he was a scholarship recipient of Oprah's scholarship for underprivileged Black students. Yeah. He, really. Yeah. Yeah. So someone, some actual poor Black person, didn't get that scholarship because of this white asshole. That's un unreal to me. And didn't somebody offer to pay him like 20 grand or some exorbitant amount of money to do a DNA test or? That's what she had in her video, yeah. <sighs> oh, Sean King. All right. Well, I promised I would calm you down, but I guess I failed. Yeah, nice going. My eye twitch. We're, we're running out of time here. So the only other item I have, because I have to, because it's a meme at this point. We keep playing these celebrity videos because they keep having pleas for you, okay? They started out with this vote Trump or you're a terrible morally inferior bigot that didn't work so then it's hey electors vote your conscience well that didn't work <laughs> then what what did they have what did they have last time i forget the one we oh yeah hey congress obstruct obstruct congress well congress isn't i guess congress is just now starting but it doesn't appear that that's going to work so they have a new one a new one and maybe you weren't persuaded by the previous tactics. So at least they're showing some adaptability because the puzzling thing about the previous ones was they were doing the exact same thing every time, same format, different topic. They've switched it up a little bit. So maybe you weren't persuaded by their speeches before, but guess what? Now it's a musical. And now celebrity philosopher kings offer their wisdom again. Shut up, fool. I need work. What are you going to sing today? I am going to sing I Will Survive. By Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, this is going to be interesting, guys. It may, it may get too real. I'm not sure that I will survive, but that's what we're going to do. <laughs> First I was afraid. I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along. And so you're back. You have to march from outer space. I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid log. I should have made you leave your key. If I'd known for just one second. You'd be back to bother me. Go on now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now. Because you're not welcome anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? Did you think I'd crumble? Do you think I'd lay down and die? Oh, no, not I. I will survive. Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. I've got all my life to live. And I've got all my love to give. And I'll survive. I will survive. Hey, hey. I like that part. I will survive! <laughs> That's a W uh, Magazine has let us know. Thank God they will survive. I was worried about them. That was excruciating. <laughs> that was just so hard to watch. So what was this in reference to? They were making the it. They don't actually reference uh, Trump, but it's about, yeah, it's about inauguration in Trump's America. Uh, and, I like Emma Stone. I know. That's I the know, thing. Is, I know. And I like Michelle Williams and a number of these other people. That, come on, guys. Come on. And Natalie Portman. Blonde no. knows how much I like Natalie Portman. Nah. Yes. <laughs> I, I always will, even after this. But you have noticed uh, they're upping their game in terms of the, the recognizability, the name factor. There's some, hey, I actually know that person instead of, yeah, who were they yeah, in the really. 80s again? Well, or, <laughs> oh, holy cow, on? her lips look like that now? What the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. They stepped up from, um, uh, what's, what's the lady's name? I, I can't keep it up because I, I i honestly didn't know who she was when she came to like who was who was the lady at the um golden globes meryl streep meryl streep yeah 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 so and that, i mean that was the other thing this week was the the celebrity circle jerk of virtue signal on that that we didn't even get into today but good god to just what the meryl streep thing yeah and the rest of the golden globes you know uh but... mel gibson and vince was it vince vaughn they, they're, uh, they. Have, I've seen this meme of them where they just like look really confused and kind of appalled when she's doing her speech. 
They're sitting Wait. next to each other. They're both like, huh? Good. Is Vince Vaughn a, <laughs> like a conservative guy or a not? I think he's a, a level-headed person. Let's put it that way. That's the guy from uh, Grandma's Boy, right? Vince Vaughn is like wedding crashers and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, he's a libertarian. He was a Ron Paul guy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, the other thing I, I take um, some hope in in this particular video is that this is the first one where they're not actually making a plea. Maybe they're coming around to acceptance. So yeah. they, maybe they're realizing, hey, I'm not actually at risk. I will survive. Well, <laughs> yeah, you will survive because you are the top one percent out of one percent out of one percent. You were never at risk. <laughs> You were never at risk. Nobody cares. Nope. So. And it was like 80% chicks too. They have all that female privilege. That one guy, I recognize his face, but I, there were a couple of cringy dude singers in there who were trying to like do a good job, but they're not good at singing. Andrew Garfield. Is the he the one who's Spider-Man. in the new? Yeah. And he's also in that new war movie about the medic who refused to shoot and stuff. That guy. I don't know. The one that used to bone Emma Stone. That's. Whoa, What? Yeah, for like three years. God dang. See, I always said if if um, Macaulay Culkin could spend 10 years with Mila Kunis, and if that guy can spend three years with Emma Stone, maybe there is hope for me yet. <laughs> Do you I'll, like I'll these be... wall-eyed alien-looking chicks? I know. It's something about that like big eye look, I guess. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what it is. <sighs> I have... Well, whatever. We'll move on. We'll, we'll leave it there. We've already taken up six <laughs> minutes more of T's time than I requested. So unless you got have, unless you guys have more items to discuss, we will close it out there. Let's do it. All good. All right. Well, thanks to our guest, that guy T. Uh, you can find his channel and Twitter handle linked in the description. You can help him fight status in pursuit of freedom. You can help him, I don't know, sort out the philosophy, proper philosophy on roads, all of that stuff. Find uh, that guy T in the description. Thanks as always to our. Uh, Live viewers and live chatters to keep us on a shit posting away while we try to maintain sincerity. If you are listening on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more material, including the call-in show on demand on those audio platforms. iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, all linked for your convenience right there in the description. You can also email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Take your requests, questions, or suggestions there. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, I got bad news for you. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Beauty.